Welcome to Radio KAL, the Superman podcast brought to you by supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman site in the world. This is episode number 41, released on May 28, 2008. My name's Steve Eunice, and joining me as always is Neil Bailey. Hi, Neil. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, heard you got bronchitis. Yes, yes, some kind of upper respiratory infection. The doctor asked me how many packs a day I smoked, and he said uh, his eyes got pretty big when I told him no, so none. So um, I'm taking some antibiotics. Hopefully I, I won't cough throughout the uh, radio program. <laughs> well, let's see how we go. I hope you feel better soon. Um, yeah. Uh, let's start talking about comic books. Um, Action Comics Annual Number Eleven finally came out. Uh, been a yes. long time and long time waiting for that one. Yes, now now I'm 84 years old and I have three children and and it's just uh, yeah. Um, people have been uh, asking about the continuity. How the heck uh, how the heck Chris Kent can be gone and yet he was there for the entirety of the Busiek run. And I can actually uh, offer some insight into this because. As part of my research for my last Sun article, which came out in Smallville magazine recently, <clears throat> still on the stands, um, <laughs> you can uh, I, I found out that basically the idea is that uh, Chris Kent was um, in in the gap between last Sun, all of the Busiek run occurred. So basically, between the time that Superman escapes from the Phantom Zone prison and the time that Zod comes and uh, enslaves Metropolis is uh, the time when all of that event, all those events occurred. So that should hopefully take care of the continuity. I don't know if you like that or don't like that, but that's that's the party line on that one. Yeah, so. well, there's a few little kind of issues in there, and I guess um, to in, in DC Comics's uh, defense, they didn't intend for that to happen. They didn't intend for there to be a year between Action Comics Annual Number Eleven and uh, the rest of the Last Sun storyline. Um, yep. Yes, Cubert um, uh, was um, the, the the problem there with the delay, but I believe he was very ill during that time and uh, just couldn't uh, do his his job. But um, so I mean, there is no excuse for uh, you know, a year between issues. But um, yeah, they they tried their best to try to uh, massage continuity in between uh, the two issues of uh, the the final chapter of final of Last Sun and. And what happened beforehand? So they've done their best to try to squeeze it in. It's not an ideal situation, but um, you know, more power to them trying to to make it work. Yep, yep. And and hopefully uh, that kind of stuff won't happen in the future. That was a thing going to the Emerald City Comic Con, sitting there, sitting there listening to Dio, and Dio was like, "How many of you guys would buy it if it were a year late with an artist ten team that you like?" And everybody was pretty much raising their hands still. So. Sales-wise, we're not really sending the message that that's unacceptable, but maybe it's not unacceptable to us. Who knows? Um, but either way, I thought it was a great issue. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right. Uh, well, we'll talk about what's going to happen in the future, that there hopefully won't be those kind of delays. And uh, I'm yeah. actually quite uh, impressed and uh, and excited about uh, what Jeff Johns and James Robinson are going to be doing with the Superman books. I mean, they've got plans right through till 2010, or 2010, yeah. as I'd like to start calling it. It's 2010 yeah. sounds too long. Let's start calling it 2010. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they're believing that they're going uh, to probably be bringing back some kind of numbering system between Action Comics, Superman, and even when uh, with Supergirl when it, uh, when it fits. 
That'd be fine by me, you know, and, and, and I've been a proponent of the weekly numbering system for quite some time. Um, everyone has said through from about 2000 till about 2006 with 52, um, everybody was like, oh, there's no way it could work. It didn't work before with Carlin, it failed. But look at 52. Every week, if you get good writing and good art, a weekly story can work really, really well. And Superman's already pretty much adapted to that with the whole family setup. Batman could do it, too. I don't know why Batman's never really done it, but... Uh, I think it could be really great, if, especially if they wove Supergirl into the larger tapestry and made her more of just like a, more of a main family character as opposed to some kind of ancillary character. I think she could actually take off and stop being, you know, kind of the maligned bastard stepchild, if you will, of the of the Superman family because everybody's been just treating her at, at like this thing on the side that she can't really uh, be used or utilized correctly, and yet now they're going to try and bring her in. Hopefully, that'd be nice. Yeah, it would, and um, I don't know whether it will be like the triangle numbering system or something different, but um, in the um, Ask Matt fan forum that's uh, about to go online or should be online by the time you listen to this uh, episode, uh, Matt suggests that, yes, they are going to do something similar, if not exactly like what uh, we had uh, back in the uh, early to mid-'90s. So um, it should be uh, should be an interesting passage of Superman comics uh, for the next... Well, two years, so uh, looking forward to that. All right, well, let's move, great. Yeah, let's move forward with um, Smallville. Uh, season 7 is now over. And, uh, yeah, what what did you think of the, well, let's say, as the season as a whole, what was your take on the season as a whole? Well, you know, it, it was, uh, the first half was not really, they, they tried to bring in Supergirl, which turned out to be a dead end. And uh, they tried to do the whole, I'm going to leave for Metropolis, and then I'm not leaving for Metropolis thing again. And then they started doing shipping stuff between Clark and Lana again. And then they tried to bring in Brainiac, and that was pretty cool. And they did Bizarro, and a couple of Bizarro episodes were kind of interesting. And then they started focusing on Lex. So you started thinking, oh, hey, cool, all right, maybe some uh, Lex development. And then all of a sudden, Lionel is dead for a fairly arbitrary reason, and Lex Luthor is embracing his evil while still being ambiguous, and then just disappears in a flash of light when he's in the fortress. Um, So I think, as a finale, it wasn't that horrible, but I think, in retrospect, next year, when Lex is just suddenly not there... It's probably going to be the most awkward of all of the seasons in terms of fitting it into some kind of context, I think. Yeah, it uh, seems a bit odd. You would have thought that they could have somehow, you know, kind of finished that off, capped that off for the beginning of Season 8, but um, they're going to be doing it somehow, but it's not going to be obviously an ideal situation with uh, Lex, with Michael Rosenbaum not coming back for Season 8. Yeah, just Uh, missing or whatever. Yeah. yeah, missing, and then probably they find him somewhere, but we don't actually see him on screen, so... <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, well, I mean, Season 8 doesn't... Uh, I mean, we've got so many changes. Uh, Lex is not there. Obviously, Lionel's gone. Kara's yeah. not coming back, and if she does, it might be for one or two episodes maximum. Uh, Lana, same thing. She's only back for a handful of episodes. Uh, thankfully, Chloe is returning for every episode of Season 8, which is what Alison Mack has uh, got to put into her contract. So, uh, yeah, what were we left with? We were left with uh, Clark, Lois, Jimmy, everyone who's supposed to be in Metropolis is in Smallville. Essentially a Superman show, yeah. <laughs> we don't have Superman. 
Yep, no Superman and and, and limited use of powers, you know, because of the budget. And, and then uh, you have that whole yeah, that yeah, whole Tess and uh, and Doomsday. Um, yeah, look, te- look with Tess, I'm not too fast, you know. I think that she could be a good character, especially if uh, she's taking over Lex Luthor's domain. Um, you know, she could be a, a great antagonist for uh, for Clark. But yeah, um, well, with Doomsday, you get that whole. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. They get that potential love angle test that looks pretty good. And Doomsday, I'm, you know, I think it's going to be like the Incredible Hulk, essentially. They're going to have an Incredible Hulk as a villain on the show to foible Clark pretty regularly. That's my guess. I mean, because how can you do Doomsday if he's a human being? He has to Hulk out, or he has to do something. I don't know. I think bringing Doomsday in is just really, be like bringing in Imperiex now. It's like, what's the point. You're trying to keep the few remaining fanboys that you have from Superman, and the whole, you know, reading the press releases about how they're marketing to their key target demographic of 18 to 34-year-old females, and Doomsday's going to be a big, hunky guy in the modern hip bar, you know. (laughs) It's just... I I start wondering what the heck happened to the show. I just don't understand the, uh, the reasoning behind it. I mean, if they're trying to keep the fanboys, as you say, the comic book target audience, or not even a target anymore, an audience uh, interested, I think doing this, bringing in a character like Doomsday, but not making him Doomsday, making him something totally different, is actually hitting the fanboys or the comic book fans over the head with a baseball bat. It's yeah, not. And uh, it's not what they want to see. Um, why use an existing character who and just totally, totally flip him over? you know, to something completely different. I mean, you know, it was bad enough what they did with Mixius Pitlick, but uh, this is this is just in a whole league of its own. Well, and the big successes that they've had with trying to tap the fanboy audience have been when they've been pretty faithful to the character. Black Canary wasn't that incredibly faithful to the character, and it flopped. Mixie flopped. Green Arrow, even though it's kind of a younger version of him, and even though he's not uh, particularly the Green Arrow that we know and love... Um, is still pretty close in terms of spirit, yeah. and so he took right off. Flash took right off. Cyborg took right off. Aquaman, uh, a little farther away from the character, but, you know, he still kind of took off too. Well, he didn't um, sink, did he? Yeah, yeah, and and uh, Bizarro, they took took off pretty drastically, but at least they kept the look right, and people tended to enjoy that. And, yeah, and um, even Brainiac. And even Brainiac, yeah. Brainiac, they started bringing him around, and people enjoy, always enjoy when they show up, but... Um, yeah, going off in that weird direction with Doomsday, it might backfire on him. Yeah, well, and especially a, a possible romance between him and Lois. I mean, it's just... Yeah. I don't know. It just seems to me that it's it's actually, you know, doing more damage than good to trying to bring in a comic book character. I mean, and, and the non-comic book fans may have heard of Doomsday. I mean, let's face it, maybe, you know, some of them have seen the animated movie. Some of them obviously know about the death of Superman, but most of them probably don't. And then, so bringing in a character like Doomsday is not going to um, do anything for those fans that aren't comic book fans and don't know Doomsday. It's not going to mean much to them. And the ones yeah. that it does mean stuff, something too, are actually not happy with them bringing in Doomsday the way they're doing it. So I don't see right. it's 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 not a win win situation. It's a it's a lose lose situation. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, so. Uh, as far as Season 7 is concerned, the DVD collection and Blu-ray disc collection come out on September 9th, uh, which is supposedly supposed to tie in with uh, the premiere of Season 8, so uh, look out for that. 
uh, as I mean it's available for pre-order now, but uh, that's coming out on September 9th. Season 8 should be starting around the same time in the US. Sounds good. Okay, well, uh, I know you're a, a, a game fan. You, you play oh, a yeah. of computer games and um, what have you. Uh, what did you think of Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe? I, I gotta try it first, but I think as a game concept, it's kind of kind of ridiculous. Most of these fighting games um, tend to be, you know, that way. Uh, the idea of putting Superman in the same franchise as the guys who rip out the spines—it seems like a very odd combination. It's like, what are they gonna do? Um, I wonder why they're doing a Mortal Kombat versus DCU game when there isn't an MMORPG of the DC Universe out there. I'm wondering why, when there hasn't been a fairly decent Superman game, they're not working on a fairly decent Superman game, or even a, you know, a JLA game. Mm-hmm. Um, but fighting games are kind of neat. It could have a curiosity factor. I'm going to check it out. I'll probably rent it, as opposed to buy it. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. If they if they have finishing moves, and they have, you know, like Superman and Batman getting their spine ripped out by Sub-Zero, it's worth a <laughs> laugh. <laughs> well, well, I believe that, uh, I mean, I'm not a big games person, and I haven't played Mortal Kombat, but I, I've, I've been hearing that from people who are Mortal Kombat fans that uh, there's some kind of like a kill. Uh, oh, yeah, situation. yeah, the fatality. Yeah, and... Basically, in Mortal Kombat, there's traditionally a period right after the battle's ending where, where, where you hear, finish him, and then the guy comes in and rips off the spine or cuts okay. the people in half or blows them up or does all kinds of awful things. Well, it's, supposedly it's, you in know... this uh, version, there's going to be no uh, fatalities. Oh, okay. So then it's not even going to be a Mortal Kombat game, per se, in spirit, because that's really a big part of the game is the gore, believe it or not. I mean, and and granted, I mean, I'm not a huge Mortal Kombat fan, but that was, like, the reason you played was so that you could launch the guy onto the spikes or pull out his spine. You know, that's why I was, it was so incongruous to me. So basically, it's going to be a, a fighting game without without the uh, without the spirit of either fully in there. That's kind of weird. Yeah, well... Uh... One thing it's got going for it is the look. Uh, I saw the uh, yeah the render that did look Superman, good Superman, and that was uh, he looked spot on, and the Metropolis background was just fantastic artwork. Yeah, and I saw that. That was good, good rendering actually. Yeah, and they're in-game good. renders, so uh, sometimes you see artwork that's you know maybe for a uh, cut off or a cutaway movie or what you know one of those uh, animations that they have in between uh, uh, sections of the of the game. But um, this yeah. is actually an in-game render, so that looked uh, looked awesome. Yeah. Okay, well, um, Metropolis, Illinois, the Superman celebration is getting very, very close. This is our uh, yes. last episode of uh, Radio KL before we both head to Metropolis. So, um, yeah, exciting times. It's going to be great. Yeah, we managed to get on the same plane just completely on accident. Steve and I are going to meet. We're going to burn the town down with our with our uh, awesomeness. And No, no, not really. <laughs> it's going to be cool. Everybody's going to get up and meet together. I know so many people who have met me on the concert are saying they're going to the Metropolis this year because of the 70-year anniversary. It's going to be a blast. I can't wait to see all you guys. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's uh, going to be awesome. There's so much to do and see there. Uh, I'm just, I was just looking at the, uh, the event schedule and... Uh, I don't know how we're going to keep up with it all, but uh, we're going to try. And, um, yeah, we're going to do a meet and greet for Superman homepage fans and members. Um, Saturday, on the Saturday of the uh, the four-day celebration, we're going to be try to meet at 4.30 p.m. behind the Superman statue in the town square. Uh, we'll probably meet for about 15, 20 minutes just to say hi and shake hands and put name, faces to names and... Uh, 
yeah, just to, to meet up at a certain point that everyone can get to because it's going to be hard across the four days to um, to see everyone and stop and say hello. So we've set, a time, set aside 4.30 p.m. on Saturday afternoon or evening uh, behind the Superman statue to say hello to everyone. And we want to try to get there, you know, uh, spot on 4.30 if you can because uh, Saturday evening is also the auction dinner night and that starts, I believe, at about 5.30 or the preview starts at 5.30. So... We want to give time for people to be able to get back to their hotel rooms and get dressed and what have you and get to the to the auction dinner. So 4.30, we're going to be meeting behind the Superman statue on Saturday afternoon. Sounds fun. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll, we'll definitely be getting around uh, throughout the four days uh, between us, uh, get to meet Noel and try to interview uh, Alison Mack and Ned Beatty and and um, yeah, just, just enjoy the celebration as a whole. It's going to be fantastic. Sounds good. Anything in particular you're, other than trying to ask Alison Mack out? Oh, I'm probably going to um, chase Alison Mack after she says no, find her apartment, get hauled off by security. Um, you know, yeah, I, I was thinking about doing a, a collage of Alison Mack pictures too. Um, <laughs> no, actually, I, I'm really just looking forward to seeing all the memorabilia and getting a sense of Superman in history and um, getting getting to meet Alison Mack. No, it's just going to be a really good time, I think. <laughs> oh, and meeting Alison Mack. And he, yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm actually looking forward to taking you through the Superman Museum. I think you're just going to be gobsmacked about that one. You're just gonna, your jaw's yeah. going to be hitting the floor. It's just an oh, I've heard. awesome collection. I've heard. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be right. great. Well, uh, from some exciting news about the Metropolis, Illinois celebration to some um, angry news, uh, the website got hacked last week. Um, yes, it did. Not impressed, not happy. Uh, no, it, was, it wasn't even a very good hack either because, I mean, it was just the front page. I mean, I went immediately onto another page and typed in a couple URLs and the whole rest of the site was just fine. It was kind of a crappy little, you oh, know, well, putzish hack. Yeah, well, it might have, might have seemed that way. It was actually pretty devastating for me. Uh, the oh yeah, well, you did have a lot of work to do. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Well, he uh, the hacker managed to put um, some uh, what do you call it? Trojans, malware, yep. whatever you want to call them, uh, right throughout all our pages. So while they were still there for everyone to see, they were infected. So oh yeah, uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. so if you. Uh, visited the site uh, during that day or day and a half when uh, it was uh, all happening, then uh, you, know, you may have been infected with a Trojan. So uh, please check your computers if you visited uh, the site uh, a couple of weeks back. But uh, it's all clean now, and um, uh, it took me... I worked around the clock to get it uh, get a clean copy of the site back up, uh, loaded. It was a nightmare. Um, but uh, I just don't understand why people do that. Yeah, really. I can understand what you said about doing the front page, you know, hey, look what I did, I'm clever, or I've got my name on this big Superman website, um, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, yeah, infecting people, infecting hours and hours and or years and years of work, uh, it's, just, it's just stupid. It's, I don't see it. There's no, nothing to be gained by the hacker except uh, to get his jollies, that's all, as far as I can see. Pretty much, and you know there there were there were so many there are so many other ways to make a splash. I guess it's like if you want people to see who you are and get hacked off, uh, you know, write something. <laughs> I mean, I got enough people calling from my head, and it's interesting. If I want attention in that respect, I can get it. But uh, the person with the hacking name, no one is going to give a crap about who he is in two or three days. You know, it's like, it's not a big deal. There's no franchise behind it. There's no thought to it. It's just 
being able to design code, which, you know, there are many, many, many people who can do it better than that, buddy. That's yeah. <laughs> not so. like you uh, brought down a corporation or you infected the government yeah. and you're doing a protest. It's, you know, we're, we're a fan site about a comic book. It's a small family site, you know. It's like not like like uh, we're, we're trying to influence anything really horrible or do anything bad that makes it so if you shut us down, you're doing some kind of social injustice, uh, stopping some kind of social injustice or something. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty pathetic if you ask me. But anyway, that's what happened, and we're... <laughs> Back work as as normal for us. Back to the grinding stone, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's all good now. So uh, the website is back better than ever. So um, and we'll we keep on top of it. So don't worry about that. Uh, all right. Well, let's yep. move into the big question segment. Let's start with the big question. Big question. Yes, we had uh, the question was, will you be reading Trinity? Which was. Uh, Pretty much off the cuff, we got two responses. Um, I got one from John that says, "I like the big three: Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman." So I'll be giving, uh, so I will give Trinity a shot. If it's like Superman, Batman, then I think it will do well. If it's more like Countdown and drags with stories within stories, and I'm quitting at the end of the first story arc. But I always wanted to give the, the benefit of the doubt before killing the book I haven't even read yet. If it's bad, I'll stop. If it's good, I'll go all the way to the end. Yeah, well, that's uh, common sense there from John. So uh, David Landon wrote. Although I'm willing to give it a chance right now, Trinity seems about as exciting as a four-hour documentary on the history of Toast. Uh, by itself, the simple fact that it's a weekly featuring Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman isn't enough to grab my interest. From what I've read, Trinity hasn't been created to tell a specific story that needs telling. It's just DC saying, here's another book, buy it. Since each member of Trinity has at least one title of their own, along with separate creative teams that have already mapped out where those characters are going over the next year or so, Trinity's story is virtually guaranteed to be a fluffy confection that breaks no new ground and has no lasting repercussions, kind of like Star Trek Voyager. On a somewhat related note, isn't it interesting how the same folks who buy comics are also the target audience for TV shows like Battlestar Galactica, Heroes and Lost that feature continuing narratives about characters who grow and change, yet instead of capitalising on the ability of comics to tell just that kind of story, DC usually opts to maintain the status quo at all times and any big changes in the lives of its big name here at Superheroes are almost always reset buttoned out of existence. I always enjoy all the content on the site, especially the podcast. And Neil, you should really be a friend and give Steve some ex- some of your excess hair. <laughs> oh my gosh! Ah, Steve's doing just fine on his own body. No, <laughs> yeah, I, get, I was going to give my hair to Locks for Love actually, but they won't accept dyed hair. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. <laughs> thanks, it's, David. It's a good um, point, though. Yeah, thanks. I don't need yeah. hair. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> if you think though, like uh, like Lost, look at that. It's got 16 million vi- viewers every week. And you look at something like Smallville, and it has what two to three. And that's because Smallville reset buttons, and Lost tells an ongoing story with compelling characters. So yeah, that's my same fear for Trinity. I hear where you're coming from. Yeah, well, uh, it should be interesting. Um, Kurt Busiek has been hit and miss on the Superman title, so it should be interesting to see how Trinity goes and whether or not. As David was saying, uh, it's just a, a fluff piece that uh, actually has no real repercussions because of the fact that it may not tie into the regular books of uh, Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman, so therefore cannot change um, some of the major stuff that uh, you probably want to see coming out of Trinity. But anyway, we'll wait and see. Yeah, and, we'll um, give it a fair shot. Yeah, now you've got a new big question, Neil. 
Yes, the newbie question is, what do you think about Smallville introducing Doomsday as a Metropolis bartender who is hot and hunky? And I'm guessing that that'll get more than two responses. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, he's going to be the bartender of the Ace of Clubs, another DC um, mainstay, which uh, usually has Bibbo as a bartender. But anyway, um, Doomsday, what do you think? Will you be watching? What is your thoughts on Doomsday as a bartender in Smallville Season 8? If you want to get involved in the Big Question segment of the show, you can find the Big Question button at the Radio KAL webpage. You can send your entry in as a text, email, and we will read it out as we have done today. Or you can send in your own MP3 recording, uh, reading out your own response, and we'll play it in the next Radio KAL show. So get involved, and uh, we'll read out or play all the Big Question responses. An old friend visits Metropolis. Can, uh, can we have a few minutes, please? Of course, Mr. Ross. Disaster hits the steelworks. You can't just work all the time, Uncle John. We need breaks. Damn it! One night off! That's what you asked for. If we had been here, this never would have happened. Strikers Island gets a new inmate. You have five minutes. I have a visitor. Goals are reached. Gee, the gang's all here. Yep. All set. Oh, my God. How did you get that? And the trial of Lex Luthor comes to a close. Mr. Foreman, have you reached a verdict? We have, Your Honor. Things are just heating up in Superman, The Last Son of Krypton, issue 41, on May 28, 2008. Brought to you by supermanhomepage.com. Tiger 5 steps up operations. Just keep in mind that your dumb muscle, you shoot, you hit, you run about. Anything more complicated than that, there's going to be specialists. All right, get your worthless asses back here in four hours for a pickup. Dismissed! But gets an unexpected visitor. Ah, oh, bloody hell. Deathstroke. Boys, we've got a visitor. Lois appeals to Kara. I just wanted some time, that's all. Just some time when I didn't have to be anybody but me. Is that wrong? I can't save the world, Lois. Who can? Whoever said you had to? Who even said you had to try? And she reaches an important decision. If you think Darkseid is involved, we need to tell Cal. Kara's back in action in Supergirl, Lost Daughter of Krypton, issue 13. Premiering May 28, 2008. Brought to you by supermanhomepage.com. Super secret soundbite time. Uh, last month, uh, our list of winners were Steve Holmes, Brandon Wigginton, Jim Bennett, and Ubermensch. Congratulations, guys. Good job. Yeah, and uh, if you want to get involved in the super secret soundbite, here is this month's sound. Maybe you ought to try breath mint So, if you think you know what episode of Smallville that sound comes from, 
get to the Radio KL webpage and send your entry in. Everybody who guesses it right will have their name read out in the next episode of Radio KAL. Superman Song Time. Hey, what do you got? I hear you got something from Santo Gold. Yeah, I've never heard of Santo Gold before, but um, this song was one of the latest listed in our Superman uh, songs list on the website. It's called My Superman, and as you said, it's by Santo Gold. Sounds good. the show for another month hey yeah. all right all right Made it. <laughs> well uh if you uh have a suggestion for the show if you've got uh, a topic that you'd not like neil and i to discuss or a song you'd like to suggest um or a big question uh, that you'd like to uh, hear answered by the fans feel free to send in an email by pressing the radio kl feedback form button found on the radio kl webpage 
and we'll endeavour to discuss or use that uh, suggestion in our next Radio KL podcast. Thanks, Neil, for your input. No problem, Steve. You stay classy, young, hot, sexy doomsday. Yeah, we'll see you in Metropolis, people. You've been listening to Radio KAL from supermanhomepage.com. Thank <laughs> you.